Follow your path, pioneers. What's going on? This is your host, Sean Graves, back for another episode of Follow Your Path podcast. This is a continuation of a series that began last week called Mystical Experiences. This is part two. The first episode of Mystical Experiences was the story of my adventure in Guatemala with Keith the Chocolate Shaman and how I had one of the most mystical experiences of my life, sober, only drinking cacao. So nothing that was psychoactive, nothing psychedelic, simply cacao. And that was a big one for me. So the reason that I'm sharing these mystical experiences is because I believe that we are in a a really amazing time right now where a lot of people are having experiences that maybe they can't explain, that maybe were beyond normal, paranormal. And instead of sharing them, they're keeping them inside out of fear of judgment, uh, fear of being seen as crazy, whatever it might be. Some version of fear is keeping that story inside. And I think now more than ever, it's a powerful time to share your story so that people who have had similar things can relate to you and so that we can just really start to open things up here and just not keep the same bullshit going because this is this is a time of disclosure and the more that we're disclosing our own paranormal mystical experiences the more that uh the world that that energy will go into the world and other things will be disclosed that maybe were hidden for a long time so we're finding out that our as we go on anyways we're finding out the nature of our reality is increasingly way beyond what we've always perceived from when we were children, what we were taught, what the world wanted us to believe reality was. And now through the cutting-edge discoveries of quantum mechanics, we're finding that uh, nothing is what it seems and that nothing is actually solid matter but vibrating atoms, spinning sets of information Everything is actually a wave of information and it's condensed into a particle through our observation, through our consciousness. Chew on that one if you haven't heard that before. (laughs) And I'm not making this up. If you want to do the research, find this for yourself. That's all quantum mechanics for you. Nothing makes sense in that realm. And we're existing in lots of different dimensions of reality all happening at once. There is no past. There is no future. It's all right here, right now. All possibilities exist. So the part two story that I'm going to tell you today is one that I think is actually really important. And it was, a, it was a milestone in my life and had a huge influence on me in ways that I didn't even understand until I got older and I started to dive into uh, healing modalities and, and diff- tr- deeper truths and self-discovery, all that type of thing. This happened when I was, it was either 23 or 24. And again, this was also a sober experience, which is really cool because a lot of people maybe that haven't had psychedelic experiences or, you know, plant medicine experiences, they can't relate to that, right? Because they just simply haven't had that experience. So the language doesn't make sense. But everyone can relate to a sober experience because that's what we are living by most of our days, unless you're certain people. (laughs) Actually, yeah, I take that back. We're under a lot of different influences with different things. We love to change our state of being. 
and but every we're we're for the most part in somewhat of a sober state a lot of the time. Anyways, here's what happened. And if this story is relatable to you or if you've had anything similar, I would love to connect. I'd love to hear your version of this. I think again, this is something that we need to get out there and also to normalize too. Like I, I want people to know that if they've had these types of experiences, very normal, actually. And nothing to be ashamed of and actually is a sign that maybe you're expanding your consciousness, your awareness into the nature of reality. You're and you're expanding your realm of possibility. Your your field is opening up. And that's why maybe you're having some of these things. So you know, consider that life is trying to open you up. Your your higher self, your soul, your future you is trying to open you up to begin to uh, get to a place of openness to the vastness that you actually are and out of this small self bullshit conditioning. And yeah, that part is fucking deep and there's nothing wrong with that part, but, you know, a lot of us are living in a in a unconscious state and thinking that we are this identity that we've assumed throughout our lives that carries a shit ton of baggage and pain and trauma and that's not us right and so the more we can identify less with the small self and into our divine nature uh, the more freedom we begin to feel inside of us and the more freedom we will then see reflected back to us by the universe by reality the giant mirror that is god that is source so okay back to the story I'm 23, 24, I'm on the dating scene, and I'm using the apps like everyone is during that time. This is when like the dating apps first came out. Like I think Tinder was still pretty new. Uh, Bumble, I don't even know if that was out yet at that point. And there was this other one called Plenty of Fish, which was kind of more of the popular one. So I connect with this girl on there. She's a yoga teacher, uh, or actually, yeah. No, a hot yoga teacher and and not like a, a hot yoga teacher, you know, like actual she teaches hot yoga classes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she it, it seemed like a decent little match. So I messaged her. We went back and forth. We decided to go on a date. She ended up coming to my apartment and she brought her dog with her. So that was kind of interesting. And we ended up not really going anywhere because she had a dog with her. So we couldn't really go to any, you know, bars, restaurants with the dogs. And we decided to just kick it at my place. And honestly, I forget if there was any alcohol. I don't, maybe there was a little bit. I actually think we we didn't do any of that. And we just talked. And we vibed pretty well. And we ended up talking well into the night. And she ended up staying over. So here's where the story happens. The next morning, she gets up and leaves. I want to say maybe around like 8.30, 9 o'clock. It's a Saturday morning. It's a sunny day. My room has exposure to a lot of sunshine as it's rising. And so, yeah, sun's pouring through my my the windows of my room, I say goodbye to her, and then I kind of go back into bed just to kind of lounge, I feel a little tired, 
but I'm starting to think about the things that I'm going to be doing that day. And I have this whole Saturday open, no plans. You know, what am I going to do? And I'm in this place having those thoughts. And all of a sudden, this was just out of nowhere, okay? Out of, all of a sudden, my awareness gets brought immediately to the corner of my room, the top right corner of the wall. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing this what looks kind of like, it's hard to describe, it's like a pulsating cloud. Like you ever close your eyes really tightly and then that kind of pulsing sensation, that like kind of color that you see, sometimes it could be gray or black, something like that. Uh, that's what it looked like. And all of a sudden, I couldn't move. My body was completely paralyzed. I'd never experienced anything like that in my life. I've heard of night terrors and things like that where you can't move and you're in kind of a dream state. And this was during, in a, on a sunshine-filled morning in my room, paralyzed, and I can, I'm gripped with fear. I'm absolutely terrified. I don't know, I don't understand what's going on, but I'm looking, I can't take my eyes off this thing. And the more freaked out that I feel and intense I feel, this thing gets bigger and starts pulsing more. And I'm bugging out at this point. Like, I can't, I'm like there consciously, but I can't move my body. And all of a sudden, this intuitive voice comes through. And it tells me to imagine the light of the sun being shined upon this entity, this whatever it is, this spirit, I don't know. And... Also, it tells me to open my heart and send my heart energy as a pink light to this thing and to love it as I would love a family member. And I didn't even think. I just listened and I just, I followed the instructions. I imagined, I started to picture it as the sun and then I started to imagine this pink light beaming out of my heart right at this thing as if I was beaming it towards my mom. And I'm doing that for, I don't know, maybe, like there's no time in this place that I'm in, but I'm doing that. And then pretty quickly, actually, it starts to shrink and it starts to pulse less and less. And all, and then it gets all the way to the point where it just, and it like pops like a bubble. And instantly, I can move my body again. And I, like, jump up out of my bed, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> right? And I kind of run into the other rooms to see if my roommates are there. They're gone for the weekend. And I just, I hop on my computer. I start researching to see if anyone else has had similar experiences. Some people have that I find. But it's kind of more related to night terror than what I had experienced. Um, I wasn't dreaming in this one. But it, again, do we even know if we're dreaming or not? Can we distinguish between a dream or not? Is this waking life not a dream? Who knows? But this was real to me. This is like exactly how it went down. This is why it's important because this this one freaked me out for a bit. This was kind of before. I've I've always been into ETs and esoteric ancient wisdom, knowledge, 
always into paranormal things, always loved that stuff, but had never really experienced it. So this was kind of my first paranormal type of experience. And yeah, my body was didn't like it. It was freaked out. But what I started to, what that lesson taught me, which is so profound, and I hope that you can take away from this podcast, is the lessons and the teachings between the light and the dark. So here was this dark energy that had gripped me and paralyzed me through fear. It was like I had come into agreement with it through my fear, aka giving my power away to it. It felt like I didn't have much of a choice because right when I saw it, I instantly locked up. So I felt like I didn't really have an option there. But what I came to find through that intuitive voice is once I started to imagine the light of that sun and the heart energy going towards it, it just shrunk so fast and it dissipated so quickly. And that was perfectly in alignment with so many things that I've learned over the year, over the decade or so since that occurred in regards to the light and the dark. Our light that we are, what we have, no, no amount of darkness or fear could ever touch that. And actually the dark, any dark energies are infinitely more terrified of us knowing our own light and the power of that light way more so than the light's afraid of the dark. The dark is simply an absence of light, right? So that, you know, you think about your shadows inside of you, the places that you're uh, not willing to look at, that you don't want to bring into the light of your awareness, they stay dark, right? So you have to bring things into the light in order for it to be seen so that it can be alchemized, so that it can be re-known, reoriented. Weirdly, um... That year, that same year, or actually, no, it was a couple years after, I started doing this thing. I kind of got intuitively guided. I'd get home from work, and I'd, you know, I was at a tech job, so I'd be in like khakis and a collared shirt. And I'd get guidance to go out in the woods at nighttime. And I would go out into the woods, and I would find, you know, a place that felt kind of scary, kind of like very dark, very like, ooh, that's kind of creepy. No one would want to go in there. And then I would, I would sit in meditation and I would practice envisioning light all around me and just beaming light in all directions everywhere. And this, I realized later, it was, was, my, was my soul, my higher self, guiding me to understand the power of my light and helping me to practice cultivating it in a dark place to get over that fear of darkness. And this would play a really big role in my Peruvian experience with ayahuasca for the first time, which may be another part of this of this series because it's a wild story and one that I think could be really helpful for people, as especially as more people are starting to have uh, these plant medicine experiences and go have these ceremonies in places like Peru and Guatemala, and you know a lot of it's happening here too in this country which is beautiful, but you just got to make sure you find the right one. Make sure you find a trustworthy source for that. Tried and trusted. Very important. So I was learning lessons of dark and the light, and I was learning how powerful my light was. And it's the light that we all have. It's the light of source. And 
ever since that point, like I used to be a little bit scared from like demonic movies and, you know, horror movies that kind of portrayed dark entities and things like that. And now those things don't touch me really at all because I know the power of my light and I, and I understand that the darkness, the only power it will ever have over you is if you come into agreement with it through your fear. You have to actively give your power away and go into a, a, a state of fear in order for that darkness to have any influence over you, to have any power over you. But if you don't give it any of that, if you don't energize it with your fear, it, it has absolutely nothing. And actually, if you can ground into your light in the face of that, you will absolutely terrorize whatever darkness is showing itself. That is true. And how many people need to know that? How many people find themselves in a fearful place around dark things? You know, there's so much talk of in religious sects of like, you know, the Christian devil and and demonic stuff. And it's just lower, it's lower energies. It's lower vibrational energies that are negatively polarized that feed off of lower vibrations, aka fear, aka hatred, aka anger. Even not, not as much anger, but you know, hatred, resentment, jealousy, uh, shame, and guilt. Shame and guilt probably the the biggest two. And so, of course, if you are an entity that is polarized in that way, and your and that's your sustenance, you live by feeding off of that energy. You're gonna try to bring things into that vibration so that you can feed off of it, wouldn't you? If I was a de- if I was one of those quote unquote demons or lower energy, lower vibrational energies, I'd, that's exactly what I'd be doing. <laughs> so no judgment there, guys. No judgment, demons. I get you. It makes sense. You're doing your part. You're playing your role. And so like it just takes the good and bad judgment out of the equation, right? And it just it takes the power away from these forces that we've been giving our power to for so long. It's just childhood programming, really. And that's why like people ask me you know, do I see crazy things happen? Am I worried of fear getting into ceremonies that I facilitate with with the mushrooms? And I say no, because if any fear was being experienced by someone in the ceremony, I know exactly how to handle that. And that is because of what I learned through this experience. I bring my light and unconditional love to anything that like that that shows itself, and it's gone very, very quickly. And that person is fine again. And you, and you even help that person to come to that place of understanding within themselves so that they can be protected from it and they can be in their place of sovereignty and power, right? So it's never an issue for me. I, I never worry about that, literally. The, and, I, and it's funny because at one point we did a ceremony that our house was right near a graveyard, which didn't show up on the Airbnb. So I was a little concerned about that at first and then I had this aha moment of like, wow, that's just a program of fear in me that believes that I need to be scared of having a ceremony near a graveyard, like spirits can get in. Like, no, I choose the energy of this container and through intention, only the highest frequencies of love and light are allowed into the space. And guess what? That's how it goes. There's no room for the fear stuff. So... I just am in such a grounded place of knowing this 
and you maybe you can sense that with the way that I'm talking about it, but uh, the whole thing is taking it's taking the judgment out, the good and the bad, the duality thing, and recognizing that the dark is just doing what it does. It wants to stay in the dark. That's how it sustains itself. But our light is alchemizing all the places in the dark, just like we do within ourselves. When we put our light of awareness on the shadows, on the parts that are really hard to look at, finally they can be reseen and they can be transmuted and they, they're no longer shadows. And you're no longer in fear of those things because you can take the charge out of it, see it neutrally from a place of unconditional love and bring it back into wholeness within yourself instead of making it a separate thing from you and, uh, and denying it, that that's part of you, giving it a seat at your table. So that was a really, really powerful lesson for me, and I, I wanted to share that as part of this ex- series because, again, if you are finding yourself in fear, you are agreeing to that which you are giving your fear to. And so if you're afraid of you know, uh, your bank account being low or being fired from a job or you're giving your, your power away, out of a fear from another person that they're going to do something to you and that they have any power and influence over you, you're agreeing to that. You're saying yes to that, whether it's conscious or unconscious. Nothing wrong with it. No judgment around it. But I would assume that, I would assert that you want to be in a place where you feel powerful and, you, and you're not constantly uh, on the roller coaster of, Sometimes I feel powerful. Sometimes I feel fucking scared. Sometimes I feel confident. Other time, most of the time, I feel insecure. I would assert that you would want to live your life from the majority of a place of power, empowerment, uh, groundedness, stability, gnosis of who you are, feeling strong and confident in yourself. I would just assert that we as humans have that innate desire. So the more you can play with this and contemplate on this and then practice it and start to withdraw any place, anything, anyone that you're coming into an agreement with with fear, you'll, you'll see that you start to feel more powerful. You'll start to see that that person has less of an influence on you. That thing, that charge, you're taking it out. And then it has nothing on you. And it never did. And you learn that you are the one creating the whole thing by coming into the agreement to dance with that thing at a lower vibrational energy. Ooh, I like that. You come into agreement to get on the dance floor with that lower vibrational energy and play its game instead of playing your game. It can't play your game. You're way too powerful and then your light is way too strong for darkness to be on the dance floor with you. It doesn't last long. So I hope that you receive something from that. And I hope that maybe some of you out there could relate to it or maybe it helped you to make sense of something that you've gone through before or are currently navigating. This is Mystical Experiences Part 2. And next week I'll be back with Part 3. And I'm still deciding on which one I'm going to do for that, if it's going to be an ayahuasca story, if it's going to be a mushroom story, uh, there's there's an, a couple more episodes as part of this series that 
I'm just kind of weighing in on which ones I, there's a number of them. So I just want to pick the ones that I feel are most relevant. So with that, I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. Thanks for supporting the show and for being here. And we're coming on almost three years of this podcast and I'm close to 100 episodes and I'm getting really inspired to really take this to the next level. I love to do these. I love to share these stories. I love to interview the people that are following their path so courageously and powerfully because we inspiration is needed. We need people in their full fucking power, following their heart, having the courage, and not letting the fear keep them in a place of complacency, convenience, comfort, while their soul is being diminished and just withered and atrophied, where there's no passion, there's no excitement, there's no zest for life. It's just become this mundane, everyday thing. And that's the spell that we're coming out of. So I'm bringing people on who are carrying that energy. And I hope that that reaches you and that we all start putting this energy out into the world so we can all live from this place. We can all experience it. Lots of love, everyone. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, peace within is peace without. Shoo.